Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Danny Watson, a mindset and manifestation expert and founder of The Click, a company that helps women overcome their fears and limiting beliefs to create a life and business that they love. Within this podcast, I will help you get clear on what you want, identify the blocks that are holding you back, transform your mindset and raise your vibration so that you can co-create magic with the universe. If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifest more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello ladies and welcome to a brand new episode. I have just got back from a wonderful, just short of a week actually, um, me and my family, we spent some time in Sierra Nevada, which is a ski resort, a couple of hours close to our house and it's actually the first time we've been here. Um, we've been in Spain now for, um, it's coming up to our two year anniversary of living in Spain and we just can't believe that we have only just gone up to the mountains, especially considering my husband and I, like we are very keen skiers. We love to ski, we love being in the mountains. We actually met in a ski resort, so it's, yeah, Skiing is always going to be something that's very close to our hearts. And yeah, we were just so amazed that we've got this incredible um, ski resort on our doorstep and we'd only just gone. Um, So yeah, it was great. We had the kids in ski school. Very, very nerve wracking for me seeing my kids on the slopes especially given the pace that my daughter wanted to ski at. Um, It was funny, actually, because I talk a lot about being in your, you know, outside of your comfort zone and trying to get out of your comfort zone as much as possible. And I realised that sometimes your nervous system needs a bit of a rest. I felt like watching my daughter ski was just, it sent my anxiety levels through the roof. I am not going to lie. She really did pick up some pace on those slopes. And it was very much outside of my comfort zone, seeing her and um, skiing with her, you know, trying to sort of teach her how to ski very much outside of my comfort zone. And I realized that we can only operate outside of our comfort zone for so long. Um, And I was wondering, why am I so exhausted at the end of the day? You know, skiing, obviously it's a physical act. Activity, but when you're doing it right, you know, gravity does a lot of the work. So I was thinking, why am I so ex- exhausted? And I realised it's because I probably spent the day so tense, so anxious, and so outside of my comfort zone that I was just completely depleted by the end of the day. So yes, as much as I'm an advocate for being outside of our comfort zones, sometimes we just, yeah, we need to kind of take a little breather from it. But um, no, it was a wonderful trip. And um, yeah, I'm excited to be back recording some content for you ladies. Um, So for the topic for today's conversation then, I want to dive into how to allow things to be easy when hard work has got you very far previously. So this was actually a conversation that came up um, in one of my feminine leadership coaching sessions where this very question was asked, look, in my past, I've very much been, you know, somebody that's worked hard, I've put in the work, I've perhaps experienced that stress, but it has paid off because I've done well in exams, I've, you know, done well in my job, I've been able to get promotions in my work, my business has thrived, you know, so I've been able to see all of these evidences of success and they have been the byproduct of working hard. So moving forwards, if I want to drop this narrative and allow things to be easy and allow to work myself to work from this place of joy, ease and flow, it's very difficult for me because 
the evidence I've seen so far has been very much to the contrary. So this was the conversation that came up and I thought it was really, um, I know it's very relevant for a lot of women who perhaps experience this when you're perhaps an A-type personality where you very much thrive on that hustle, you know, you have a very long to-do list of all of these things that you want to get done, you know, things you want to accomplish and hard work has allowed you and tenacity and resilience has allowed you to achieve the things that you want to achieve in life. You know, how do we maintain that momentum, you know, um, and creating success, but without having to experience that stress, struggle and burnout at the same time? And I think this is the first thing. It's knowing the difference between showing up and taking action and, you know, being proactive in terms of getting what you want. But then knowing where the boundaries lie between showing up and forcing things, pushing for things, operating from this place of stress, burnout, panic, you know, knowing where that, you know, showing up and working hard slips into uninspired or unaligned action. So this is action where we're perhaps doing too much, we're perhaps working too hard. We are allowing things to be harder than they need to be you know, we're slipping into that struggle mentality. It's important to know where your own personal sweet spot lies. And this will be different for everybody. So some people have a high window of tolerance for doing the work and showing up and taking action, and it will still feel very good. So for me personally, I feel like I have a relatively high um, window of tolerance for doing work. I am somebody, if needs be, if I'm in a project, I'm involved in something and I'm enjoying what I am doing, I can really, you know, put in long hours and, you know, it feels like it's not work at all if I'm doing something that I'm really passionate about. But I also recognize my bodily cues when I am operating, you know, outside of my sweet spots, you know, I've pushed the line. So perhaps I'm very tense, my jaw is tight, I'm breathing very shallowly, Um, I'm perhaps not sleeping very well at night, I'm struggling to switch off, Um, you know, I'm just generally feeling quite tired from the work that I'm doing, you know, my work isn't leaving me feeling energized, I'm actually feeling quite depleted by it. So, that's where I recognize, you know, I am stepping the mark in terms of showing up and taking action. So I'd say the first thing is just to start recognizing what are the signs that you are, you know, going beyond that sweet spot. Now, when it comes to allowing things to be easy when hard work has got you this far, it's important to recognize what your belief system is here because our reality will always be a reflection of whatever it is that we believe. So our subconscious mind always wants to reinforce our belief system. The daily habits that we have, the choices that we make, you know, how we decide things, the actions that we take, these things are largely dictated by our subconscious mind, which is a reflection of our belief system. So if subconsciously, if deep down we believe that things need to be hard work, you know, this is going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy where that hard work belief is going to be reflected in our reality. So in order for us to allow things to be easy, we first need to reprogram any subconscious thinking that says this needs to be hard. Now, the challenge here is that if you've had a life of Um, working hard and getting great results. You know, you've got a life of evidence to really reinforce that belief. So this is going to be a belief that's very strong in its foundations because it's probably 
something that's been programmed from a very early age, but it's also going to have been reinforced over time through all of this evidence where, you know, you've worked hard, you've got results, you know, you've been praised for working hard. So changing this belief is something you're going to have to be quite compassionate with yourself because it's probably not going to be an overnight thing. You know, this is unraveling years of conditioning and years of reinforcement of this belief. Something simple that you can do is just a simple mantra every single day. Something like, this gets to be fun. You know, I allow success to be easy. And actually visualizing yourself on a daily basis, showing up from the place of ease and flow. So let's say you've got a project with your work, whether it's in your business or in your job, and you know, you're thinking about all of the things that you need to do. Rather than seeing the the stress, the struggle, the hard work that you will have to go through in order to get the results that you want, can you start to visualize an alternative way of getting your to your desired goal? So can you visualize yourself showing up and things being easy? What would that look like? How would you go about your tasks if things were fun, light and easy? How would you make decisions? How would your energy be? Probably operate from this more relaxed, calm, centered place if you were allowing things to be easy. So just visualizing the process of ease, getting yourself to experience that at an internal level first will help you then be able to experience that in your physical world. Remember that Your subconscious always wants to pull you back to what's familiar. So if what is familiar to you is hard work, stress and struggle, then you need to familiarize yourself with the opposite internally. So this is what visualization is doing. We are getting ourselves to imagine ourselves showing up and it's fun. It's easy. I'm lighthearted as I go about my work. You know, I make time for rest and for self-care. I know what my boundaries are. I know when I need to take a break. I don't just push through and struggle through regardless. You know, I am very in tune with my body and my energy and I know where I need to slow down. If you start to visualize yourself operating from this place first, it's going to be much easier to bring that energy into your day-to-day life. Now, when it comes to subconscious beliefs, such as the subconscious belief that, you know, I need, I need to work hard in order for me to succeed, it's going to be something that most of the time will operate on autopilot, okay? This is how the subconscious mind works. It just is kind of operating behind the scenes without us even really being aware of how it's dictating our actions, our habits, our behaviors. So it's something that we can start to do is start to bring conscious awareness to the intentions behind our actions. So before we start taking any action, before we start, you know, a project or let's say it's a task that you're wanting to do with your bit within your business rather than allowing your subconscious mind to dictate how you show up here so your con- subconscious mind might be saying this has got to be difficult therefore you know you overcomplicate things maybe you then get stuck in overthinking you start to feel fearful or panicky about all of the things you need to do to complete this project maybe you make the task seem much much bigger than what it needs to be um, which causes you then to operate from this place of fear and stress stress and it gets you into this hustle mode mentality rather than allowing the subconscious mind to you know to dictate your energy just take a step back and 
consciously and intentionally choose how you want to show up for this project ahead of time. So again, this is where visualization can come into it. So you've got this project ahead of you, rather than just visualizing the goal and what you want to accomplish, actually start to get intentional about how you want to show up in the pursuit of this goal. What do you want that journey to look like? How do you want your energy to be throughout that goal? A great question as well to ask yourself at this stage is, if this was easy, what would it look like? And this is a really great question you can do before any task. If this was easy, what would this look like? Because what you're doing here is rather than to just go into your default way of showing up, which may be to kind of make things a lot harder than what they need to be, you're just taking a step back and you're being very conscious and intentional about the task ahead and thinking about, well, I can, I can allow this to be easy right now. Maybe using that mantra, this gets to be easy, this gets to be fun, I get to enjoy this. Using your mantra, visualizing how you want to show up, and then just presenting that question to yourself. If this was easy, what would it look like? And it may be that what could perhaps be a very simple, fun task, you're perhaps overcomplicating it. You know, by just simply asking yourself this question, if this was easy, what would it look like? Maybe a lot of the things that you've added into this task are perhaps not even necessary. When we are addicted to hard work, stress, struggle, when that becomes our emotional home, we will often try and this becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy, right? We will try and make things harder than what they need to be. So if you're somebody who's a chronic overthinker um, or, you know, you overcomplicate things all of the time, then this is a very good exercise for you. Just asking yourself this question, if this was easy, what would it look like? Now, something else to also be mindful of is that we will always gravitate back to behaviors where there is some sort of benefit from that behavior. Okay, even if on a surface level, we know it isn't serving us. So for example, working hard and experiencing stress or burnout or exhaustion from working hard on a surface level, we know that isn't serving us. We want to show up in a different way, but yet below the surface, there's going to be some positive benefit that we're deriving from this. And often the positive benefit is that it makes us feel worthy. It makes us feel good. We're priding ourselves on our ability to work hard. So it's this whole idea of our sense of worthiness is attached to our ability to work hard. So if you recognize this within yourself, can you start to derive your worthiness from elsewhere? So start to think about what are the things that you celebrate about yourself? What's interesting is that for most women, from what I've kind of experienced, is that they will celebrate the things that they are doing, or the things that they've done, versus the things that they're being, you know, who they're being. They give much more weight to the things that they're doing versus who they're being. So, for example, they will really celebrate when they've done a certain amount of work to achieve a certain goal. They will really celebrate that. But they won't necessarily celebrate recognizing that, you know what, I need some rest today. I'm going to take some time out. I'm going to, you know, meditate or I'm going to exercise or get in nature. They won't necessarily celebrate that. In fact, maybe the opposite, they will actually perhaps feel guilty for that. So start to recognize what are the things that you are celebrating about yourself? Um, Are you only really recognizing the external achievements, the things that you've had to do in order to get to a certain point? Or are you valuing regularly who you are being? So not just oh, I've allowed myself to take time off today and celebrating that, but starting to celebrate 
the values that you have, you know, the qualities that you have, aspects of your personality. Celebrating who you are versus just celebrating what you do. And that's the, really the key difference here. So often we, you know, we celebrate the things that we do, the things that we accomplish, and don't give enough credit for who we are, the person that we needed to be in order to do those things. And the great thing about celebrating who we are is those things are always present. So there's always going to be things that we can celebrate about ourselves. And what we're able to do here is we're able to say, like, I am intrinsically worthy. I'm not reliant on my worth from the things that I do and the things that I'm, um, I'm accomplishing because I recognize that my values, my aspects of my personality, my qualities, my strengths, these are things that are always within me. They are intrinsically within me. They're always things that I'm able to celebrate and therefore I'm always able to recognize my worth. Contrast that with somebody who only ever celebrates themselves when they've done something worth celebrating, when they've had some sort of accomplishment First of all, these things aren't going to be happening every day. So we've got less opportunity to be celebrating ourselves. But the other side of this is that when we're kind of placing our worthiness on these external things, if something doesn't go as planned, so let's say we do a project and we don't get to where we want to go, or we, you know, we don't hit a goal, or, you know, we don't achieve in the way that we hoped we would our sense of worth instantly takes a bashing. And then we convince ourselves the only way to get back that sense of worth is just by working harder, doing more, pushing for more. And so it becomes this vicious cycle of you're not feeling good enough because we've not got where to where we want to be, therefore I've got to work harder. And then only celebrating ourselves because we've then worked hard and we've got to an outcome. And so therefore it reinforces this idea that I've just got to work harder next time in order to accomplish. And then we we just get so burnt out and exhausted by all of it. Now, something else that is really interesting when it comes to this topic is that what can look externally like working too hard or pushing for something or trying to force things, trying to control the outcome, something externally can look like that, but actually for a person internally, it can be completely the opposite. So a really good example of this is if somebody was to see me when I was writing my book, from an external point of view, it might have been that I was just, you know, working too hard. I was putting pressure on myself. I was doing work when I perhaps should have been resting. So just to give you a bit of like behind the scenes and background on this, I started writing my book when I had just become a new mother. Um, and in terms of like really kind of getting into the nitty gritty of the writing, I'd sort of got a lot of the ideas in the pipeline before um, I gave birth, but the actual writing of it, I really sort of started when I was a mother to, first time mother to my newborn, my eldest daughter, Rafi. And I would often do the writing of that book whilst I was breastfeeding. So obviously babies, they're breastfeeding a lot. So I was feeding a lot um, and I would be on my phone and I'd just have a Google Docs up and I would be writing. And I remember my mom saying to me, she's like, oh, like, what are you doing? Like putting pressure on yourself to achieve these things. And that's not important right now. What's important is you're, you know, you're spending time with Rafi, you know, that can wait. And I had to kind of say to her, look, like, I'm really happy and really content because I'm here with my baby. I get to be at home with her. You know, she's literally attached to me the whole time. Yet I'm simultaneously doing something that I love. And I was completely in the zone when it came to writing. Maybe because I was so relaxed. Um, when you're breastfeeding, all of these happy hormones are released. So I was feeling incredible. I was so in love with this 
tiny little newborn um, and I was just in this sort of new mama bubble and yeah I just felt really amazing and for me like starting to write my book I found that I was just completely in the zone so I'd be sat there cuddling Rafi I'd be on my notes um, you know on my google docs typing out writing out words sometimes I would do voice recordings which would then be put into a word document afterwards but I was coming up with all of these ideas and it just felt so easy but from an external point of view it was really interesting because people kind of saw that as me trying to put pressure on myself stressing myself out for no reason working when I didn't need to be working yet internally it felt very very different so this is why it's really important to kind of find your own sweet spot and don't let other people or external world dictate what your sweet spot is because it may be that you have like I was saying earlier this high tolerance for working hard what's important is um for me it was recognizing getting into this flow state because that's where I can create a lot I can achieve a lot I can you know get a lot done and it never actually feels like a struggle when I'm in this flow state so for me I think the key is to be able to double down on the things that put you into flow state. So what are you what are some of the things that you do that you can really immerse yourself into where you know you're putting a lot of your energy and creativity into something and you're allowing yourself to be able to create a lot but it doesn't necessarily feel like this push forceful struggle. The more you can do these things that are putting you into this flow state and it's feeling good, the more you're going to then reinforce this idea that my work, my success, my results, they get to be fun, they get to be joyful. I get to lose myself in my work and it doesn't feel like, you know, I'm getting stressed out by the process. The more, you know, we're in this flow state, the more that we're reinforcing this narrative. Now, writing the book for me was a really good example for me that... I can have fun doing what I love and I can really create an incredible result here because the whole project, it never once felt stressful. It was kind of really joyful, really easy, really light. And it was a very surprising, huge win for my business financially as well. It was never intended to be, but in terms of the business success that followed off the back of my book, it was huge. People have been able to find out about my coaching through my book. It's built up my, you know, my email list, my audience. Success came from something that just felt so easy, so natural and so fun for me and, you know, even effortless. And this really then reinforced this belief that things can be fun, things can be easy and I can create huge results for myself, for my success, for my business, financially, without things always needing to be a struggle. So ask yourself, is there evidence from my own personal experience that supports this belief that things can be easy? You know, have I been able to achieve success in the past? And, you know, it's not really felt like hard work. It's been quite effortless and able to get the results that I want. It's been easy. It's been fun. It's been joyful. It's been light. You know, have I got evidence to support this belief? And if you haven't, can I give myself a challenge to create some new evidence? So what I mean by this is, can you give yourself the task of a project, a certain project where the sole purpose of that project, the main purpose is to find joy in the journey, find joy through the process allow things to be easy, allow this to be fun, and then see what success follows that. See the results that come off the back of that project when you have prioritized joy and fun as the main focus. So a good example of this, let's say, for example, you're wanting to write a book and you're thinking this is going to be hard work. It's going to take me a long time. It's going to be a stressful process. How about starting off with a challenge of writing 
the first chapter. Now, your main priority here is how can I make this as fun as possible? How can I make this as joyful as possible? Um, Or maybe it's with a different task. I'm just using writing a book as example, but maybe it's thinking about, okay, well, what do I really love doing when it comes to my work, when it comes to my business or my career? What do I really love doing? And can I give myself a project to focus on that is centered around the things that I love with the main goal, the main purpose of that project to be to have as much fun as possible. And then let's see what kind of amazing results I can create off the back of that. Now, the results or the outcome isn't really priority here. What we're really wanting to focus on is the journey itself, having fun, having joy, allowing it to be easy, allowing it to be simple, being lighthearted with it. You know, that is the main purpose of this project here. And then just any kind of success or outcome that you experience, that's just the cherry on the cake. So what we're doing here, when we do inevitably experience that success at the, at the end or the, you know, the outcome, what we're able to do is we're able to say, well, look, I've created this, but this is what the journey looked like. It was fun. It was an amazing experience. And we're therefore reinforcing this belief that it gets to be fun. Now, one final thing before I wrap up this episode, because this is actually really important. Something that I recognized from my journey is that being in the stress mode mentality, being in that hustle, working hard mentality when we're operating from fear or panic, we don't often have any space left to experience anything else. So it's almost like we're filling in the empty parts of our day with overthinking, you know, stressing out about things, going through our mental to-do list. What we're actually doing in these moments is we are distracting ourselves or we're avoiding something else that's going on below the surface. So for me, this was feelings of unworthiness, you know, lacking self-love, lacking confidence in myself. And I was avoiding feeling those feelings by being addicted to stress, basically. So people have addictions and they show up in different ways. So for somebody, it might be, you know, addiction to alcohol or shopping or, you know, zoning out, binge watching television. Um, And it may be an addiction to working, it may be an addiction to stress. And when we're in that cycle of working hard all of the time, we don't have the opportunity to tune in to to see what we're really feeling below the surface. We're basically avoiding those negative emotions. So something that you may need to be prepared to do is to face up to that void. So when you slow down and you allow things to be fun, you allow things to be, you know, lighter, you're going to have more space. So what I mean by that, it's that, you know, you're not going to have this constant whirring monkey mind of all of the things you need to do because you're working and you're moving at a slower pace. And sometimes when we create more space, it may start to bring up those negative things that are lying below the surface. So it's just something to really be aware of because... When I really started to slow down, to lean into my feminine energy more, when I started to, you know, start to allow things to be easy, fun, joyful, obviously on a surface level, that was great. And I was, you know, definitely finding more joy with my work, but I was also left with a lot more empty space, which previously the stress and the hustle and the panic would have filled. And so a lot of those feelings of unworthiness, negative self-talk, um, you know, not feeling good enough, imposter syndrome, 
you know, on the other side, the flip side, these things started to creep in. So I had to start facing a lot of the things that I'd perhaps been pushing below the surface. Um, and I had to really go through a healing process as well to kind of confront some of those things that popped up when I started to slow down. So I guess that's probably a whole other topic for another episode. Um, but it's something to definitely be mindful of and just to be compassionate with yourself, you know, when you do start to operate from this place of joy, ease and fun, it may be that to begin with, it's not going to be just rainbows and unicorns because some of this low lying, low lying stuff that still needs to be healed may present itself to you. So I will wrap this episode up there. Have a wonderful rest of the week, ladies, and I will catch you on the next episode. Wanting to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance and Impact, our free 10-day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to weartheclick.com and click free course in the menu.